And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to Prospects to Pros. It is getting hot and heavy. It's Pro Day season. I'm Andy Staples here with Dane Brugler and Lance Zerline. We got a lot to talk about these guys. We missed last week and, and we missed a lot. The The draft order has been shaken up. Free agents have been signed, changing teams' needs. A uh, bunch of pro days have already happened. A bunch are about to happen. The the All of the quarterbacks that we think are going in the first round are headed for a pro day appearance here in the next eight days. So it is going to be a very very active time in the draft industrial complex how's everybody doing good the draft industrial complex is such an accurate commentary i was gonna say it's, it's such an on. accurate wording yes it really it is. is it is it is truly it has become such a business but it is still at the end of the day these teams are trying to find the best players they can and trying to jockey for position so let's talk about the thing we we missed last week Lots of stuff happened, obviously, with NFL free agency opening. But the biggest thing that happened between the last time we recorded and right now is the Panthers traded up for the number one pick. They, they traded a bunch of stuff to the Bears. The Bears are back at nine now, and the Panthers have the number one pick. What do we think that means in terms of which quarterback do they want? Uh, I mean, we're guessing, right? Because that's... Yeah. It, it, it's... You could make a case for any of these quarterbacks and why it would be a natural fit uh, based off of what the Panthers have been, what they're looking for, the coaching staff. Um, you know, then if the trade first happened, my first reaction was, OK, I think C.J. Stroud might be the favorite now to go number one. Uh, but you know what? Anthony Richardson and there's a lot of smoke there. I still think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class. So, I mean, I'm, I'm you absolutely should not be ruling out him as a possibility there at one. But I did think it was interesting at the at the Combine. Uh, Frank Reich did have some quotes on Bryce Young saying how his size was a concern. And this was before the trade. So, you know, it, did he say that just out of candor? Or, you know, how, like, it just it, you know it, it's hard to know what to believe this time of year and what coaches and GMs uh, say and what they really mean. Um, but it, it's the... The trade is interesting because of the dominoes about, okay, now how does this change what the Colts do at four? How does this change what the Raiders do at seven? Uh, you know, the Bears now picking number nine. Uh, you know, it. the fascinating thing with the Bears is they might get Jalen Carter, who we think is the, the best player in the draft. They might right. still get him at nine now uh, with everything going on with Jalen Carter. So uh, all the dominoes from this trade and... Uh, all I know is the Panthers better get this right because they gave up quite a bit to go up and get this quarterback. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you mentioned the dominoes. If it is Jalen, or rather, uh, if it is C.J. Stroud, then I think Bryce Young goes two to the Texans, I think. But then 
what if Lamar Jackson goes to the Colts? Because Colts need to win now. I mean, I, they can say whatever they want, but I mean, the Colts need to win. Jim Mercy is going to want to win. That gives you the best opportunity. Will Lamar Jackson be okay with going to Indianapolis? Is that a city he wants to live in? There's nothing wrong with it, but I, I, I mean, that's just something you have to throw out there for any any high-end player in any sport, do they want to live in that city? It's like a question you, you have to ask and throw out there. Um, Colts have a chance to win quickly, very, very quickly, if Lamar were to go there. So what if the Colts went after Lamar Jackson? What if they yeah. were – you know, would Baltimore even want to move him inside of the AFC? I don't know. But if they did, that number four pick would be nice. I'm sure Baltimore would love that. Would Baltimore – if the Colts – let's just say in this scenario they went – made a deal for Lamar Jackson. Well, or they got the deal done through, you know, through the signing. Well, then Baltimore, do they draft quarterback then? Uh, at number four. Yeah, I would think probably Richardson fits the profile for sure. Uh, will Levis are, you know, will the Raiders be out on a quarterback now that, that they've signed Jimmy Garoppolo? Is that a domino that, that prevents them or precludes them from taking. I don't think it should be. To me, you got to sit a quarterback anyway, year one, either Richardson or or Levis. So for me, it wouldn't. But um, it, it will also be interesting if it's Bryce Young at one. And here's why. David Mulgetta is the agent for Deshaun Watson. I'm wondering if there's some ill will, hurt feelings from the Texans on their side with how things went down. They gave Deshaun a $27 million signing bonus. By the way, after DeAndre Hopkins had already been traded, he redid that deal. Some people get the timeline mixed up. Deshaun already knew DeHop was gone, signed his deal, um, and played a year. They won four games. Deshaun had a really good year. They just He decided, I guess I'm not going to play anymore for the Texans. Didn't give back any of the signing bonus. And, you know, had his commentary about the Texans. Whatever, whatever, that, whatever it may have been. You now have David Mulligetta clients, and Jalen Ramsey has done this more than once. You have Deshaun Watson has done this with the Houston Texans. I want to say, I don't know, was did we have that same issue with uh, Ngakwe? Is he is Ngakwe a Mulligetta client when he got out of Jacksonville? I'm not sure if that was the case, but I do wonder if some of the stuff that went down with Deshaun Watson and the Texans, if that would – prevent or preclude the Texans from taking C.J. Stroud at two. I don't think it should personally. Personally, I believe that you draft the players. You have to do business with agents. Teams, GMs, and agents have you know disagreements that linger, but eventually you have to do business with agents and you have to do business with teams. You can't just avoid it. And so, I mean, we saw that with Scott Boris in baseball. Eventually, everybody has to deal with Scott Boris. Uh, but I do wonder if the Texans would say – we're going to pass on quarterback or take a different quarterback other than C.J. Stroud because we don't want to deal with David Mulligetta again with another quarterback. I do. I am curious if that's – I haven't heard anything, but I wonder if that will play into it at all. Well, that's and, interesting. And and the Texans, it, it felt like Bryce Young was, was the guy that, that they might be targeting. It still feels like that's pretty safe if that's who they want. But if you want C.J. Stroud, and, and I thought it was interesting because the, the comments you've seen coming out of Carolina, they're not saying we're absolutely using this pick. They're still leaving the door cracked like, hey, if somebody really wants the number one pick, they can give us some stuff for it. Yeah. Well, and that's as soon as the trade was made, I started 
I sent out a bunch of texts and just, okay, who do you think it's going to be? And one of, I got back literally, at least one person said one of the quarterbacks. So all the four quarterbacks were represented. So nobody knows. Um, and then, then one of the, but somebody uh, texted, I wouldn't be surprised they move back now uh, because they control the draft. They control what happens. And as they continue to do work, I, they moved up with a specific quarterback in mind. 100% believe that. Uh, but as they do continue to do their work throughout the pro day circuit and everything, you know, maybe they are, are comfortable with a few of these guys and they're comfortable moving back a few spots. And, you know, I, I, it's not totally crazy, but I still think where we are right now, it would still be a little bit of a surprise. I, I think the overwhelming favorite for what's going to happen is they're going to stick, they're going to pick. And it's just a matter of trying to figure out which quarterback it is. And, and we've said this, uh, you know, really since the fall, mm-hmm. it, it's, we can, you know, I think we all agree that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft, but you know, all it takes is one team to see it just a little bit differently. And whether that's Levis, whether it's Richardson, whether it's Stroud. So it's, I, I don't, you can't rule out any of these quarterbacks. Here's a game you could start playing. Everything we're hearing now, Stroud, right? Mm-hmm. No one knows. Stroud, 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 no. Stroud. Well, what happens when, so if I'm Carolina, you know, the next thing I want out there is I'm going to start whispering, it's young. And I heard uh, you get the Texans the, nervous. The first that's guy, yeah, they really want. Exactly. Yeah. So I heard Schefter mention Bryce Young just the other day. The next thing you do is you throw Bryce Young out there, young, young, young. You get a little bit of Anthony Richardson just just to, you know, just to keep in, the embers going. In case there's somebody but, in love with him, too. Yeah. Yeah, just in case. But what you're hoping to do is if you're Carolina, you're saying, well, the Texans love young enough that they'd be willing to give us our the first pick in the in the second round, like Ryan Poles made it sound like the Texans were willing to give up their first next year. If the Texans want to give that to Carolina and Carolina literally has, we're good with either of these two quarterbacks. Why would you not take it? If the Texans would give you, I mean, I would do that pick. If I like CJ Stroud and I knew for a fact the Texans would take young or I was willing to gamble on it. I'll take your 33rd pick. Mm -hmm. I'll take your first pick of the second round and still get the guy that I want. So, it wouldn't shock me that yeah, Carolina's got to keep that in play. They've got to say it's mm-hmm. in play right now because you still have a chance to maybe drag a pick out of the Texans. Um, I'd kind of keep, you know, you could let some things. It it makes some sense that you'd have some smoke out there regarding Bryce Young. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you we'll start hearing Bryce Young connected to the Panthers next because there's just too much Stroud, 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 right. and that may be a smoke screen in and of itself as well. I don't know. Dane, how close are you? between Stroud and I'm trying to recall how close you are. I personally, I think young is clearly the better quarterback on tape, yeah. but as your pro projection, how close are you on those two guys? I think that with, um, I, I mean, I, I agree with what you said. Like, I think there's a clear line between the two, but it's not a huge gap in terms of, uh, the type of pros they could be. I mean, Bryce young, um, I, it's just the size that, that, that everything else I feel really good about that, the size, and then just not having a plus arm within the pocket. Uh, those two areas are concerns for the next level, but everything else I feel great about. And, uh, you know, a lot of things that are pivotal playing the position at a high level, he has that Stroud. I, I feel great about his floor because of his accuracy from the pl- from the pocket. The ceiling is all dependent on how he develops as uh, a, a guy that can be creative and be an off-schedule thrower and, and make those plays that we saw in the Georgia game, which I, you know, we've seen him do it, so we know he can. Can he do it consistently? That's that's the hang-up with Stroud. So I feel good about his floor. It's just the ceiling's a little uncertain at this point 
Um, and it's still, you know, the number one overall pick honestly feels rich for CJ Stroud. But, it, you know, it, at the same time, if you feel like you're at the, you know, his floor, you're getting a solid starter, you know, that's, you could feel great about that. But in traditional terms, we think of the number one pick as, okay, this is a future Hall of Famer. When in reality, that's just not always the case in every draft. And so with this year's class, um, you know, it's, it's each one of these teams, look at these guys differently and it'll be interesting, especially, okay, Will Levis, let's say he, let's say the Raiders, uh, let's say three quarterbacks go top five. Let's say the Raiders don't go quarterback. Uh, and let's say Will Levis is still there. What happens with Levis? Uh, he could be the one that maybe slips just a little bit. And where do we see him going? Could we see uh, a team like Tampa move up maybe to get Levis? Move up a few spots. What about uh, Minnesota? What about... I mean, there, there's a couple teams in the back half, uh, in the teens in the back half of round one that are interesting landing spots for a guy like Levis, who, you know, if he slips just a little bit, maybe, you know, a team could be aggressive and go get him. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. So, all right, let's play a little game here. We assume, let's assume the Panthers keep the pick and they take a quarterback. Who else is taking, I'm going to, I'm going to start naming teams and we're going to figure out where the last spot is. You can get one of these quarterbacks if you really want one. Houston taking a quarterback, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cardinals aren't. No. Colts are. Yes. Okay. Seahawks. They have Geno Smith. I don't believe they are. To a three-year no. deal, but he could personally. Right, okay. But you could, but I, I just don't think they will. Wait, sorry, real quick on the Colts. They're doing a lot of work on some of these other quarterbacks too, and mm-hmm. talking about Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Uh, Aiden O'Connell's a thirty visit for them. So while I think it's you know, 90%, high percentage, they go quarterback at four. I wouldn't say that it's a certainty just because they might not love, uh, if two quarterbacks go one, two, they might not love the quarterbacks that are there at four. And even though Chris Ballard is 
his butt's burning because it's a hot seat. But he's not the type of guy. He is very, I mean, and Lance, you, you can attest to this. You know Chris as well. He he will stick to his guns and not force something just because, hey, I might as well. I might lose my job anyway. That's just not how he operates. So if he doesn't love one of these quarterbacks, I wouldn't be shocked if he waits uh, until maybe the second round or later on and, and takes a quarterback and they just kind of, uh, you know, try to go a different direction. That's why Lance is talking about Lamar Jackson as a possibility because they have to have all the options out there on the table right now. Yeah, I, well, and, and Lamar Pri- is a some uh, kind of a specter hovering over this. Oh yeah, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is that wild card. Look, Carr and Carr and uh, and Rogers are in the stable. The only one left is, and so is Jimmy G. The only one left yeah. now is Lamar Jackson, and he's the biggest. Well, I say he's the biggest prize, the most long term of of all of these. And of course, Aaron Rodgers was really it was going to be the Jets or bust. Lamar could really shake up like in my mock draft uh my last mock draft I had Lamar going to the Atlanta Falcons I had the Falcons trading with the Ravens and picking up Lamar Jackson and then shortly thereafter uh, on the same day Pete Schrager had a report about the teams who would not you know who said they would not be taking Lamar Jackson and that included Miami it included Atlanta and Carolina and so my my uh and this is before Carolina made the pick to one or the move to one and my editor said listen can we have you redo even though your mock's out can we have you update it because we can't have you know it'd be kind of a waste to have your mock have something in it happening where Pete Schrager's reporting it can't happen so I was fine with that and uh I just I I just took that out and I I actually was able to, to tighten up the mock pretty quickly and then of course shortly thereafter Carolina ends up trading up to one which invalidated my mock once again but um I think with Chris Ballard he has a contract he has plenty of years left on it and he believes in process he is a strict believer in process he visits with NFL or in a, uh, rather MLB GMs he visits with NBA personnel he studies he reads he's a voracious reader he believes very greatly in that you stay you stand by your beliefs and you don't do something that you don't believe in. And, you know, I think he would draft a developmental quarterback if he felt that quarterback gave him the best chance to win down the road. I don't think he's going to do anything for now. I think everything he does, and this is fundamentally who he is, it's going to be with the belief of this is what's best for the team. It's not best what's for me right now in 2023. It's what's best for the Indianapolis Colts in the long run. And I, I believe he'll operate like that when he makes these moves. So we've said Seahawks, probably not playoff team. They can pick up a nice piece at another position and, and help themselves. And they, they like Geno Smith. Lions. Not until 18, I don't think. I don't think it's six. Okay. They're so, they need so much help in the secondary and a defensive line. I just – can you see that dang quarterback at six? I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I could see them getting frisky with the 18th pick, maybe moving back up. I, with the moves they've made in free agency, um, I, I think they've positioned themselves to really do whatever the heck they want at six. Uh, I, I do think corner makes a ton of sense. Uh, you know, whether it's Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, um, I, that makes sense. Defensive line, certainly they could go that route. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out though because of the moves they've made and you know where they feel like they're at. They feel really good about competing right now 
it, it, again, I think it just comes down to if the right quarterback is there, um, then, you know, you're going to at least, you know, strongly consider it. Is it worth passing on? Uh, if you if you think Anthony Richardson is going to be, or, or Will Levis, whoever it is, is going to be a, you know, a superstar in the league or a guy that's going to be a, a Pro Bowl type talent, a quarterback, can you really afford the pass? And I, I think with where the GM is, where the head coach is, I feel like they they feel pretty comfortable with uh, where they're at right now. And so I don't know. I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I, I do agree with you. I think it's more likely they go with a, a defensive player there at number six. So, you know, I want to I want to make this point for people who are listening because I think all of us recognize this. It's something that happens every year and then people kind of forget about it when all the mock drafts come out. And then you start seeing free agency moves you're like, ah, oh, my mock draft, that team can't possibly take that player again. And right. this is, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raiders, I've got a scrap quarterback there. Free agency is great for two things. Number one, it makes you less desperate on draft day. That's the first thing you have to recognize is free agency. It doesn't necessarily mean that a team won't take a player just because they signed a player, but it makes them to where it makes them less predictable and less desperate. And I think to me, free agency is all about filling in those gaps, some of them long term, and some of them are good enough if we don't have to, you know, you know what? If we can't, now quarterback's a little different, but if you say, okay, wide receiver, everyone's telling me the Texans need a wide receiver. They have to have a wide receiver. What I explained to people is, look, Mechie was a second-round pick. He's going to probably, we hope he plays this year and that he's healthy. Nico Collins is a second-round pick, and he's, you know, he's got some ability and fits this offense, frankly. They added Robert Woods, and two years are guaranteed at $10.5 million. They're not drafting a, a wide receiver in the first three picks, which are two in the first and one in the – because who's which one of those guys is not going to play – is not going to get the minutes, unless – or the snaps. Unless – and I'm not saying one of those wide receivers isn't better than who you've got with the Texans, but they put themselves in a position where they don't have to reach at wide receiver by adding Noah Brown and adding uh, and adding Robert Woods. I'm, I'm, and I'm using that team, they're local here for me – just as an example of Detroit has done a nice job of this as well. Um, the Who else is it? The Bears have done a nice job at certain mm -hmm. positions of saying, okay, we're going to add to certain positions. So now we're less predictable on draft day and we're less desperate. And that's the real key is being less desperate on draft day than you than you would be. Yeah, and, and so the Garoppolo thing is interesting to me. I was looking at the details of the contract. It's $45 million guaranteed. They could get out of it after a season if they wanted to. It, you'd have to be pretty happy with what's going on, or you could keep him two years and and really have no issues getting out of it for the third year. So does that preclude them from taking one of the, the big quarterbacks here, or do they say, we're good? If there's somebody we really love next year, then great, we'll take him. Yeah, I think that's where they're at, right? If uh, the right quarterback is there at seven, or, you know, maybe if the right quarterback's there at three and they uh, examine what it takes to move up, I think, yeah, they'll absolutely do it. Um, but I don't think they're, they're you know, have, they have to do it. They don't, they don't feel like they're going to have to force the issue with quarterback because they have Jimmy G and, you know, they can wait another year. If they, I feel like Josh McDaniels um, and, and Ziegler, GM, I, I think they feel like they're in this for the long haul. You know, this is not a, you know, we better get this fixed quick and all that. You know, it, they... Uh, you know, there are a lot of reports out there that they 
uh, our own Jeff Howe with the Athletic, you know, he said how they they just kind of sniffed around what it would take to move up to number one, uh, that number one pick with the Bears, and you know they the Panthers just you know their package of of you know compensation was just too great the the Raiders couldn't match it, but they're at least looking at every quarterback option. They they talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers, so yeah. you know I, everything's on the table for the Raiders. I wouldn't if the right quarterback's there, I think they take them. Uh, yeah. But if they if the right quarterback isn't there, I think they'll be just fine passing. Yeah, so we have would, not we have not hit four teams yet that have to take a quarterback. By the way, um, no five six seven that have to. No, no uh, I don't think the Raiders have no have to. I mean, the Falcons don't have to. They've got Desmond right, they Ritter t- and they added Heineke. And Taylor Heineke, yeah. I don't know that it precludes him from it still. That's one of those perfect examples of it doesn't preclude you. And to that point, you could say Texans added Case Keenum to go with Davis Mills, but they still have to. I mean, right. just for the happiness of the fan that, base. That, that, feels like a, that feels like Case Keenum feels like a guy you bring in to help bring along whoever A young drafting. quarterback, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, once you get, you know, the next ones you need, like Tampa Bay, as Dane mentioned, they're much later in there. I think, I think Minnesota is a sneaky quarterback needy team. When you look at the, the, the contract of Kirk cousins and really, frankly, the ceiling of Kirk cousins, he's been a much better pro than people give him credit for. He's kind of a, you know, people love to bash Kirk cousins, take their shots, but he's been incredibly consistent and productive he just doesn't win the big games I mean that's what it is so I could see a team like Minnesota potentially surprising they could be one of the surprise teams moving up and of course we've heard Lamar Jackson's name mentioned with the Patriots recently too and we we, we also heard that maybe Mac Jones and, and Bill Pars and Bill Belichick maybe Belichick wasn't didn't love what he's the way that that Mac Jones played last year and how he handled everything and Maybe Mac Jones wasn't happy having defensive coordinators call his plays. Yes. As I say, Mac Jones and their new offensive coordinator, while they never were together at Alabama, can get plenty of intel on one another. Uh, yes. As well. Let's, so. let's, uh, let's play a game of Connect the Dots uh, with the Vikings. Who's their head coach? It's Kevin O'Connell, right? Yep. Where was Kevin O'Connell before that? The Rams. The Rams. Uh, Liam Cohen. Before uh, he oh, Will Levis. was before he was with before he was the play caller in Kentucky. Uh, the first he worked time, with Kevin O'Connell for the, Ram, with he, the Rams. Yeah. He was with the Rams. He was the like assistant quarterbacks coach uh, yeah. under Kevin O'Connell and, and and Coach McVay. So if anybody, if any of these head coaches is going to have a good idea of Will Levis and what he can do, it's going to be Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. And so that that's an interesting connection if Levis does slip a little bit the Vikings could be like you said one of those sneaky teams and that, that's to make a place a and that's a place where it makes sense and also for Will Levis that would be very good oh because yeah because Kirk Cousins can be the guy you can come along slowly now I'm sure Kirk Cousins wouldn't be real thrilled about it you'd probably have an Aaron Rodgers Jordan Love situation there but Kirk Cousins gonna go do his job so, well, I, I think the way his contract is set up, it's like, okay, this, I, I think after this year, they could possibly right. move on. So this is where it, the guarantees it, stop. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, it, it, you know, if they, I don't think it'd be a shock if the Vikings look to reset that quarterback uh, clock when it comes, comes to the contract. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that we need to consider because I, I saw a mock on ESPN 
on Tuesday morning where they, they had four quarterbacks going in the top five. And I think we can talk ourselves into a feeding frenzy like that, but history tells us teams do take a more long view, a more objective view of this thing and don't freak out. And a couple of these, like we, we may see, we may see them go one, two, and then, you know, like, 16 and 23. Well, like, now if Lamar Jackson, know. if Lamar Jackson were to go to the Colts, just as an example, one of the teams that we say is quarterback needy, mm-hmm. I think it gets really interesting then how far the quarterbacks could fall. Cause like you said, Dane, Dane hit us with something three weeks ago that I didn't realize no court never had four quarterbacks in the top 10. I went and did the research. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Dane has to have been wrong. About I, that. I know. And it's I thought sure I was enough. Wrong too. Like yeah. the closest we got to t- was 21 with Justin Fields going 11. That was the closest we got. And uh, if you look at, if you look at, you know, Levis and Richardson, you go back and watch tape and you're like, oh, I forgot that all the, the hype train started rolling and you forget all the issues and you start trusting the tape and then you say, oh, man, last year I felt the same way about, you know, Malik mm-hmm. Willis's tape and, Look where he went. He went in the third round. Desmond Ritter, who was a great leader, but had some issues in terms of ball placement. He didn't go until the third round. And if you you're a hundred percent right, Andy, it's always the feeding frenzy mentality. And and you do have a run on certain positions, but at some point, quarterbacks get you fired. And every general manager and every head coach knows if you draft it. I'll never forget being at NFL. Hopefully, I don't know if I told this story on this podcast. Maybe a, a, a different pros to prospects. But I was in a at NFL Films doing a, a mock draft. Um, we did a mock draft in 2014, the year Johnny Manziel was in it and Br- Blake Bortles and these guys. And Brian Billick was there. And Brian Billick made the comment that he said, and, and I said something about liking a quarterback at pick number, you know, like eight. I didn't like him at eight, but I liked him more like it at, you know, maybe 20. Or I didn't like him at 12, but I liked him more at 24. And he said, what's the difference? Because once you draft a quarterback, whether it's your, he's the 23rd or the third pick, once you draft that quarterback in the first round, they they turn over, you know, the sand dial on you. And, yeah, and, your, clock. and your clock is now ticking on your job. And he said Kyle Bowler is an example of his job. Once they drafted Kyle Bowler, you either develop him or eventually they get you fired. And it was a great point because – it's true. Whether you draft a guy first or 31st, the expectations are this is a first-round quarterback and this is should be the guy. And so I think teams, if they don't believe in it, this is why you have to pass on quarterbacks if you don't believe in them. You really do because it resets you. you it takes you out of the quarterback market for two to three years minimum and you're right back in the same place that you were before. And that's why you see some precipitous drops. I, I, I go back to 2005. Alex Smith goes number one. It's been the whole time talking about would it be Alex Smith and, and Aaron Rodgers one two, mm-hmm. and then Aaron Rodgers falls into the twenties. No, well, and, a lot of it was circumstance, but still, I mean, think about how many people pass on Aaron Rodgers. And we'll, we'll see this year with Jordan. Jordan Love goes out and has a good year. Uh, you know, Jordan Love is a player that fell to the, to the late twenties. The Packers kind of stayed put and grabbed him and. Uh, you know, might end up looking like a, a great pick. You know, we don't know uh, until we actually get to see him on the field. So, you know, it's, it is it is rare that, you know, in the back half of, you know, what happened with Lamar Jackson, 
But it's pretty yeah. rare that you sit in the back half of round one and just let the quarterback fall to you. Um, but, you know, it, we do have a couple examples out there. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers, mentioned uh, Lamar Jackson. We, could jo- Jordan Love be that guy? So could Will Levis be one of those guys for one of these uh, quarterback needy teams? Especially because, again, with a team like the Vikings, you're looking at, you know, it, it, it's one thing to say like the Colts or, you know, one of the teams picking top 10 and saying, well, hey, it, or, or the Texans, next year's quarterback class looks pretty good. But if you're a team like the Vikings, you're expected to be picking somewhere uh, not in the top 20 next year mm-hmm. again. So, you know, if, how many bites of the apple are you going to get at a good quarterback? So if you if you really like Levis, maybe you don't love him, but maybe you really like him, that, 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 that a, comes, uh, that's going to be a tough decision for a team like that uh, with where they're picking. Well, and, and so that actually brings me to the Bucks because they're, they're an interesting case because they, they signed Baker Mayfield. You know, you can go with Baker Mayfield. This feels like they might be trying to get into the the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes in, in 24. Because they're kind of no yeah. man's land in terms of if they want to take a, a quarterback now. Yeah, I'm I mean, not in a rush if I'm Tampa. I'm just not in a rush and giving up draft capital. I mean, giving up draft capital is a big deal. And I know that they're on paper from a roster standpoint, they're closer than a lot of teams without quarterbacks. But, man, to move up from – to move up from where they are to the, you know, and to to try to grab quarterback, I just – unless they fall. And once again, I do think that one of these quarterbacks is definitely going to fall. I, I just – I know I had four quarterbacks in my top ten in my last mock, but the more I look at this and think about it, and Andy, you, I mean, you you verbalized it perfectly. We all get caught up in, a, in some point, and eventually we dial back if we look at history, and we really just let – the performances of these players speak to us because at no point when I was watching Anthony Richardson, was I saying, man, I mean, early in the year, I said, Oh, he's got a chance. And then late in the year, I just like, uh, he needs to stay another year. This is not this first keeps round material. happening over and over again. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, but that's, that's the same exactly thing with right. Levis. So, I mean, I, I was not yeah. seeing a first, I thought, Ooh, well, Levis is blown. It. He has no chance of being in the top 10 now. And I put him in the top 10, like, Every one of the first two mock drafts I've had. Wait a minute now. I know what I saw, but but he is one of those tricky ones because and I, I, I'm sticking with my grade, but the Josh Allen thing could help Richardson or Levis and or Levis because someone could talk themselves into this is the next Josh Allen. I think there's I, a I, chance. It doesn't Jalen necessarily Hurt. have to be someone of the top ten, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Jalen Hurts, too, Yeah, uh, with, you know, a second round pick who, again, Jalen Hurts had the competitive toughness. He had the mental aptitude. He had good enough physical skill set. He just had to be more consistent as a passer. And, you know, it, it was rough there for a few years as he got better and better. But he did get better and better. And mm-hmm. He was in the Super Bowl. So uh, and he played well enough to win that game. So it's uh, I, I think Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts are two prime examples that teams will point to when debating where to put these quarterbacks on the board.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's talk pro days, and, and obviously we'll have more on the quarterback pro days next week because uh, we, we will have seen at that point Stroud, Young, and Levis, and then Richardson is next Thursday, so... Uh, we'll we'll have a, a much better idea on the quarterbacks, but there've been a lot of pro days already, including George's pro day. Jalen Carter worked out there. Uh, he has plead. Uh, I never get that word right, but Pled? he's made it. Yeah, he's made a plea deal in in go. the legal case, so it seems like that that part of things is wrapped up. And his pro day performance was not particularly spectacular, but again. I go back to what Lance was just saying. We saw what we saw on film. Yeah. And he talking to a scout that was there. He said he looked great for a few plays. Then his yeah. legs gave out. Um, and like he, he was nine pounds uh, heavier than he was at the combine. He's been dealing with a lot uh, in, in a really short period of time. So I don't think, you know, we, we need to be killing him. Um, I don't think scouts are killing him that much. Uh, disappointing, yes, but with everything that's been going on with him and everything he's been having to deal with, I I, I think that there's a a, a little bit of a, a grace uh, period. Uh, now you know we'll see. I don't know if he plans to do another workout or not. I mean, he did positional drills, but it did not do any of the testing uh, at the pro day. Will he do have another pro day in April and actually do some of the testing? I probably not. I, I have not heard one way or the other though. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on, on that for Jalen Carter. Um, but you know, it's, uh, I think it was smart for him and his, uh, his lawyers and everybody to get it wrapped up. Uh, you know, he has to do community service and, and and probation and all that, but get it, get it out of the way, you know, get it, get it done with. And so we can, you know, teams can just focus on him and what he needs to do as a player. And so they were smart to do this now, instead of letting it linger up until draft time. Well, and that's the teams want to know 
is there something out there about you that could bite us in the ass? And when, when you can say, here's the case, we've, we've made a plea, there will be no jail time. And, and of course he will be promising to everyone he talks to, I'm sure, Hey, I'm not going to be, I, I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to be doing anything that, that's going to make you worry. That's, that's what he's going to sell. Now, the question is, are there teams now that are in the mix for him that maybe wouldn't have been before all this? Oh, yeah. There's teams doing a lot more homework on him now, though this is a fallacy. A lot, a lot of people think that, okay, well, why would the um, um, why would the Chiefs study quarterbacks at all? There's no reason to. No, you always right. do. Your your scout does the work on him. You may not yeah. put as much into you it. You may but sign him in free agency five years from now. Absolutely. Like that. You have yeah. to know these guys. Even if there are positions that you don't need, you need to know who they are personality-wise. So while there are some teams who everyone was doing their work on Jalen Carter, now I'll guarantee you teams that, you know, teams that like uh, – who, who's at 13, Dane? 13, 14. Jets. Yeah. Jets. The Jets may be saying, wait a minute now. We've we got to really think about – okay, guys, if Jalen Carter slipped to us, what are we doing? Now that question wasn't asked early on. Now you're asking it. What are you doing at 14? What are, is he a stealer? Is he somebody that we could do in our locker room? Are we good with Jalen Carter? This is questions that guys, teams that had no – they had no business asking this question previously – they now are asking, and they may have known about some of the character concerns, and it may have come up in, in readings of players, you know, early on before the combine. But now they're having serious questions about, okay, we need to know what. Tell us more about Jalen. Let's go on a deep dive. That's absolutely happening right now. Well, one of the reasons I, I don't think he's probably, I doubt he's going to work out again, is because he's going to be a very well traveled guy with a lot of 30 visits set up over the next uh, three weeks, because teams are going to bring him in and just to try and figure him out. It's the best way uh, by having him in your facility, talking to everyone, giving everyone's input. Um, you know, so uh, the bears, the bears are bringing him in for a 30 visit. Uh, the bears pick at number nine. That seems like uh, a strong possibility if he's still there on the board at that point. They, you know, could use a three technique in that scheme. Um, you know, it, it, you look at some of the teams picking right after, uh, you know, I think the Jets, you know, they have a needed defensive tackle. I mean, that's there, there's a lot of different possibilities there. Um, does he get past Seattle at five? I mean, Seattle's traditionally been a, an organization that is not shied away from, uh, you know, players with maybe a few character concerns that they've been bitten in the past because of it, but they've also hit on some guys. So, uh, you know, it, it's a real wild card at this point, but you're right. There's a lot of teams picking outside the top seven, top eight picks that are doing a little bit extra homework just because they think there might be a chance that uh, they now have a chance at the one of the best or arguably the best player in the draft. So, Dane, you had a, a list of a couple other guys who've already had their pro days, who, mm -hmm. who stood out to you? Who, who, who's on that list? Uh, a couple guys from Michigan's pro day, uh, Ronnie Bell. Uh, he really impressed with his, uh, his three cone. Uh, he got it down to, he was already under seven seconds, but at the pro day, he got it down to six, six, two, which is a, a phenomenal time. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, who mm -hmm. is, I, one of my favorite tight ends in this class, he is, it, it, it was kind of a good and bad on the good side. 
He had at 246 pounds, he had a 681 three cone. It's yeah. just unbelievable. Uh, the bad part with Scudemaker, he wasn't able to finish the position drills because he hurt his right leg. So, and this is a guy that has been banged up all year, both shoulders. Um, so, you know, you worry about durability with, with uh, Scudemaker, but man, he's got a lot of talent that we haven't even seen all of it yet. So, uh, Scudemaker's a good player. Uh, Trenton Simpson from Clemson, he jumped over 40 inches in the vert. He was looking good. Um, on the disappointing side, Andre Carter from Army, uh, now is good and bad. His three cone, under seven seconds, 697. Great number. His 40 yard dash, 491 uh, mm. for Andre Carter, which is a bad number. Let me see, what did he weigh in at? Um, I was going to say, he, he didn't look huge at the senior bowl. No, he's not. No. Now that's, some of that though—that's not, that's not a speed you want for that that size person. No, he was two two fifty six at the pro day. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I think he's going to really plummet. To be honest with you, I think he's going to really yeah. fall because day three. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think he could go fifth or beyond because the problem we have yeah. is he, he's definitely not strong enough right now. You know, when you draft him you have to have a red shirt year just to get them bigger and stronger first and foremost. So now you're, you're on a four year contract. I, I depending on where you draft him, you're looking at four years. The first one is going to be a red shirt year. Cause he's got to get bigger and stronger. I talked to a coach who used to coach at army and he said, uh, you know, when it comes to the service academies, they have such a busy, like y- y- you, you can't get as big as you're going to get, at least for some of these guys. And he felt very strongly that Andre Carter would, you know, get to be much bigger and stronger. But he said, you know, it's going to take time too. And so Andre Carter was just so overwhelmed at times at the Senior Bowl, just physically overwhelmed. So the one thing that you wanted to see was, because his rush total, his sack total wasn't great this year. It was good the year before. So you didn't have great tape this year. Now you didn't have a very good Senior Bowl. You're undersized. You need to get stronger. And now you come up with uh, uh, an athletic profile that did not necessarily check the box that you were hoping for. That's, that's really leaving you without the check marks that you want. I mean, there's a lot of them production this year. cannot check that box size? cannot check that box? Uh, ability to come in and play early. Can't check it. Athletic profile. You can't necessarily check it. And that's, what's tough for a guy like Andre Carter is he does have upside. You can see it. But how long is it going to take to get there is, is going to be the question. No doubt. No doubt. Um, one. Okay. So one guy I, I did want to mention here. Uh, if uh, I know a lot of our listeners, they're, they're, they're draft nerds like us. They want to know about the super sleepers. Yeah. Oh, the yeah guys yeah. on the pro it. day circuit who, uh, so here's a name that everyone needs to know. Uh, offensive tackle from Northern Michigan, Jake Witt. Uh, I'm writing them down right now. Write him down because uh, he, he has a chance to get drafted. Um, I, I I talked to him. He had his pro day at Central Michigan last week, uh, Wednesday. Since Wednesday, he's heard from 25 teams. Wow. Uh, he had an amazing workout at the pro day. And this, he's a former basketball player. Didn't play football until his junior year of high school. And that was eight-man football in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Goes to Michigan Tech to play basketball. Then he... Uh, decides to give up. He transfers, gives up basketball, just regular student. Gets the itch again to go out for football at Northern Michigan. 2020 season's canceled. 2021, he's a tight end. The third to last game of the year, 
injuries just ravaged the offensive line, never played offensive line in his life, never practiced it in his life. Coaches come to him at halftime of a game and say, we need you at right tackle. He's like, okay. So he goes out there and it's as silly. And they're playing Ferris State. Caleb Murphy is going to be drafted. Yeah. Uh, silly. And he, he, he used that word. I, I, talk, I had a good conversation with Jake. He, he called the, the tape silly. But for this past season, he moved to left tackle and it got better. It got better and better and better. And then his workout at Central Michigan. So, okay, I'll read you the numbers. 6071. 302 pounds. He was 265 last year as a tight end. I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at pictures of this guy. Lean. I cannot believe he's 300 pounds. He's, he, three, he's all rocked he's, up. Yeah. He's, he's 302, and he's uh, he said by or by May he wants to be 310. July he thinks he'll be at 315 comfortably. Uh, he's 33 and a half inch arms, so decent. Not great length, but okay length. Uh, in the 40, he ran a 489 with a 17110. Uh, the jumps were really impressive. 37 vert, which would have tied for the best at the combine among all offensive linemen. 10-3 broad jump, which the best broad jump we've seen from an offensive lineman in the last decade. Tristan Wirfs was amazing. He was like a 10-1. Um, short shuttles, 4-6-2, three cones, 7-4-4, good times. Uh, 22 reps in the bench. And uh, the, the numbers are great. The positional stuff, I'm told, was amazing, was awesome. Uh, just the way he was moving out there. Um, I, I, there's a lot of buzz for Jacob Witt. And I've got a story coming out in The Athletic this week about him. Um, and it, it just oh, his background. And he, he's a really fun player. Really, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, he's, I think he, you know, he's embracing the moment because this is, he, like I said, he's heard from 25 teams in less than a week uh, based off of what he did at this pro day. Um, he's He was on the radar, but barely. You know, teams barely knew about him, and now he's just blowing up because of his workout. Well, I'm looking the the guy physically that I, I he reminded me of when I saw the picture is Tyron Smith coming out of USC, and Tyron Smith looked like that his entire life, like he looked like that in high school too. But I, I was looking for his. He didn't do a lot of the testing at the combine. He he did go on his pro day, jump 29 inches, and his his broad jump was uh was a little under a uh, little under nine feet. So, mm. um, or I'm sorry, a little, yeah, a little under nine feet, bad at math, but so this is, uh, that's the type of athleticism you're talking about. That's a, that's pretty incredible. Oh yeah. And I mean, th th I, and make no mistake about it. This, this is a project project. He's sure. a yeah. draft and stash type of player, but yeah. I mean, uh, uh, it's what you look for in the sixth and seventh round. You're looking for traits. You're looking oh, yeah. for the guys that, you don't want to have to outbid other teams for in Jordan Mayaletta. I it took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean the Eagles took a flyer on him. He, yep. he had never played football before. The right. Eagles drafted him based off of rugby highlights. Hey, and at least a, this guy knows the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he at least has some experience. So you know he's he's got a little bit of a leg up on uh, Mayaletta. Not quite as doesn't have as much experience as say like a Bernard uh, Raymond for uh, you know who the Colts drafted last year in the, in the third round out of Central Michigan, but, you know, he's somewhere in the middle of those two. So somewhere late in the draft, don't be surprised you hear uh, Jake Witt's name called. He's a, he's a name you need to know about. I cannot wait to, to see more about this guy and read your story on him. We got a lot to talk about when we come back next week because we got a bunch of pro days. Uh, actually, we're recording this on, on Tuesday. Uh, Cam Newton throwing at Auburn's pro day. That, that <laughs> be the, everybody's coming to... To see Tank Bigsby and, and Derek Hall, but uh, and, and 
some of the Owen Papo, but uh, Cam Newton throwing on that one. But then you've also got CJ Stroud going to Ohio State. So you got Bryce Young and, and Brian Branch at, at, at Alabama's and Jameer Gibbs, obviously. And then uh, Will Levis at Kentucky. You got Mike Ma Michael Mayer at Notre Dame going the same day. You got uh, the, the Penn State guys are going that day. So we, we're going to have a ton to talk about next week based off these pro days. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Now I'm I'm going down a Jake Witt rabbit hole for the rest of the day. So thank you for that, Dane. We'll hey, talk you to you again soon. You won't regret it. This was the Athletic Football Show.